I'm Jamie Mo Crazy, and you're listening to Life Gets Mo Crazy, where we'll hear from people who've either been through a trauma or helped someone else through. Listen and learn strategies you can implement in your life so when a metaphorical avalanche slides you down the mountain of life, you can climb an alternative peak with the best view. Welcome back to another episode of Life Gets Mo Crazy. It's Jamie Mo Crazy here, and the person I'm interviewing today had a struggle she never saw coming. Kelsey, Kelsey Boyer, had a brain injury on a regular day snowboarding. That changed her life. And actually, she's been so inspired by how she healed and overcame her life after that metaphorical avalanche slid her down to the bottom and how she climbed an alternative peak that she wants to help raise awareness so other people can climb an alternative peak with the best views as well. So she's the founder of a nonprofit, Save Our Brain, that we will talk about later. And I would just like to welcome Kelsey to the episode. Hey, Kelsey. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me today. We're talking about your life becoming Mo Crazy. Why don't you tell us a little bit about when your life became Mo Crazy? Mo Crazy is the best way to put it. And I'd say about four and a half years ago, I was a competitive snowboarder. And I just had too many head injuries and led me to get immediate brain surgery. My brain was bleeding. And after that, I pretty much, that is when it got more crazy because I had no idea what the future looked like and the road ahead of me, no direction with treatment, recovery, just kind of was told to take it day by day. And here we are four and a half years later now. So you mentioned you had no direction for treatment or recovery. But you're here right now. So what steps did you end up taking? I'd say after about two and a half years, I was having really bad mood swings. I couldn't sleep. My eyes hurt to move really bad. And no doctors were really helping. And so I just decided to go my own route. And I started doing a bunch of yoga, meditation, and just watching kind of my nutrition and trying to change things around to see what worked best for me. That definitely helped a lot. And then I also found a treatment center called Cognitive FX. It's in Provo, Utah, so south. And they actually, after a one-week treatment there, they cured all of my symptoms that I was experiencing. So I still get some here and there, but definitely I've come a long way in the recovery. And yeah, just seeking out my own treatments was the way to go. The idea of yoga and meditation, do you know what about it really helped helped you? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, this is not going to work. Like, there's no way. I just like did it. I wasn't a believer in it for sure. But then after giving it a good try, I actually went and got my 200-hour yoga teacher certification because I noticed such a difference in my everyday life. And I think for me, 
it's kind of just like the calmness that it brings. I feel like I really get to like take a second to relax, just breathe and not be getting anxious thinking about some like something I have to do in the future, maybe what I've done in the past. It just kind of like really hones me in and I feel like I can just relax right there and focus on something different. So you're suggesting that yoga brings a calmness and a focus on current events. So instead of thinking about what happened in your past or what you want in the future, really focusing on current events allows you to live in the moment. Yeah, no, I think just like being present really just helped me on my recovery because I would just be, I mean, obviously past trauma, I'd be thinking about my brain injury and anything I could have done that could have made it worse on my recovery or what's my future going to look like. And I don't know, kind of like day-to-day stuff that gets super stressful in life. And I just feel like yoga really grounds me in that sense. I love yoga too. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. (laughs) So you mentioned cognitive effects. So cognitive effects, it's a treatment center. They specialize on concussions. And basically, they take a functional MRI of your brain to see where blood is, blood and oxygen is flowing and where your brain might be lagging um, and not receiving any of that. And for me, they, and they kind of like scale you on a chart. It's kind of like a lot, but like definitely just check out the website to, if you're interested in looking at it. Um, the staff are amazing, but they basically just try to refire the dead neurons in your brain that are causing all these symptoms, whether that's cognitive training with memory, they even do it with like physical therapy, balance, even things as just relaxing in a room and breathing for 40 minutes because that resets your nervous system as well. So they kind of just like take your body as a whole and try to get everything back on track to before hitting your head. So I it's honestly a really special place, and I think they could help a lot of people. I went to Cognitive FX as well, and I loved them. And I we do a lot of talking, and the whole Mo Crazy brand focuses on the ability to recreate synaptic connections after a brain injury and lots of different psychology, neurology that ties into it. And that's kind of what cognitive FX does. And so synaptic connections are the pathways between the dendrites and the axons that are highways in your brain. And so when they get damaged, they need to be recreated, the synaptic connections. And they can be created both positively and negatively. And they, since with neuroplasticity, we know that they can be recreated. It used to be thought like 20 years ago that if you had a brain injury your deficits were permanent and now places like cognitive fx are realizing they're not and they can heal and they can create new opportunities if you put in you create habits that change your synaptic connections so i'm a big fan of cognitive Mm -hmm. fx as well (laughs) yeah i know i'm like it's funny because people are like, well, what did they do exactly? And I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, whatever they're doing there is magical. And I'm just like, it's definitely a lot of money, but it's worth the money um, just to kind of get your life back. 
it's hard for me to explain what they do as well and and also how tiring it is for me i was exhausted i would go to bed at like 6 30 at night and i was just like so drained and i was really focusing on like my nutrition which you mentioned i think that's so important so we'll get back to nutrition because i think that's something that everyone in general um needs to really focus on because at all different things you want to accomplish in life your nutrition plays a huge role because what you put into your body is what you put into your body (laughs) yeah I honestly couldn't agree more and it's unfortunate that it takes a brain injury to learn that you are what you eat in a way and I mean it's definitely like a blessing in disguise for me what happened because I feel like I just take care of my brain like so much more than I ever have because I've been forced to and I just kind of think like the way that I was going before my head injury like it was not sustainable like how I was eating at like my whole lifestyle and so now I feel like it's very sustainable yeah it is it is interesting the blessing in disguise I think quite often when your life becomes more crazy and you feel like you're just going down and I like to say a metaphorical avalanche is sliding you down the mountain of life and you're at the bottom and you feel overwhelmed and stuck and it's hard. And then you start to climb an alternative peak. Quite often that alternative peak is better, more beautiful, has more options than the peak you were climbing before because you're open to receive the opportunities. So what kinds of nutrition would you recommend as being beneficial for someone with a brain injury? So it's going to be, I feel like it's definitely like person to person. It's going to be different for every brain injury because every brain injury is different. But what has worked for me was I don't really drink a lot of caffeine, alcohol. I try to keep a low sugar intake. Um, I don't know, my diet's been kind of really just more and more. I cut, like, every year I cut more and more out of it. And so, yeah, it's like alcohol, caffeine, sugar, but obviously everything in moderation. So I still do love a glass of wine or a cookie. I am human. I am not perfect. <laughs> and But, yeah, and I feel like a lot of things as well, like gluten was a big one that I cut out that I notice a big difference in just like sharpness of my brain. I'm not as like sluggish. And recently I've kind of been dabbling and just like cutting out some meat and some cheese and just eating like a whole food diet. And that's definitely been like the best that I've felt so far. I'm like sleeping better. I have a lot more energy, but obviously, yeah, I am not perfect. So here and there, I'm just kind of like, you know, I like pizza. And that makes me happy. So everything in moderation for sure. Yeah, that's a good point that you brought up about with moderation and what makes you happy. Um, Because I feel sometimes when people work so hard on doing what is better or what's right, they're losing what makes them happy. And that's really important if you've had a life-changing event and your life has become more crazy is to find what makes you happy and really allow those things to happen 
And so if it's just having a pizza with your friends or if it's going for a walk in the snow, whatever makes you happy, people really need to focus on because right now, especially when your life has become more crazy and you're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed, you think that you're not supposed to do what makes you happy. You're supposed to do the checklist and do everything correctly and everything right to better yourself. And during that whole process, you got to remember to smile. I, I interviewed somebody, um, Jeff, recently, and he had a good point. He was like, the smile zone, like find what makes you smile. From your experience with your brain injury, have started a nonprofit Save a Brain. So what, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so it's taken me, so back, yeah, this April, I finally got our 501c3 nonprofit certificate. It took me a year to get because I have zero experience in business. (laughs) I've been an athlete my whole life, and I studied exercise science in college. So business is not anything I'm familiar with, but yeah, I kind of was dabbling for a while with like, how can I give back to the DBI community? Cause I just felt like we needed to do more with the community. So I got my yoga teacher certification, decided I'm going to buy Save a Brain LLC uh, and teach people yoga and host retreats and everything like that. Started following through with it. And then I was just like, no, I like, for like three years, I like having a notebook, like nonprofit with a question mark. And I was like, that's going to be a lot of work, but like, it just feels right. And yeah, so for like, you know, a couple, like five months now, but basically almost two years, I've been working on just trying to get Save a Brain off the ground so we can help people in the TBI community. That's amazing. And I know from my experience too, it can be really difficult to work on some of those business technical details for dreams and visions you have. It's it's so easy to think of something and you're like, oh, that sounds like such a good idea. And then to actually make it come true can be really challenging. What would you suggest to somebody who's had a brain injury or any type of life-changing injury and is feeling kind of lost right now? What would you suggest as their first steps to take? I'd say one of the biggest things that I've learned from my injury is to honestly just be patient with myself. Um, It's really easy to be like hard on yourself because you used to be doing this and you used to be doing that and you want to be doing this and you want to be doing that, but you're just not there yet. And just kind of like taking it day by day, step by step, and just being patient is the best way to go about it, I feel like. Yes. Yeah, it's easy to just like, I don't know, for me with my injury, I like basically left the ICU from my brain surgery. And I was like expecting to like be doing what I've been doing. And I feel like that made recovery really hard because I didn't accept that I actually had a brain injury. I was just like, I had surgery, I'm fine, let's keep going. But like, kind of accepting that I had a brain injury and just being patient with that made my recovery like night and day. So 
yeah, patience. And patience is hard right now in this day and age. Um, and in the U.S. for a lot of people, whether you've encountered a life-changing injury or not, you know, we have everything at our fingertips. And if the computer doesn't load, you just start it over again, <laughs> you know? You, you expect immediate results. So I feel like that idea of refocusing on being patient can be really beneficial for people. People want to know about um, Save a Brain, and they want to find them. Do you is a is a website Save Save a Brain, or how can you get involved? Yeah, so Save a Brain, um, you can find us on Instagram at Save a Brain, or you can find our website. It's www saveabraininc, like I-N-C, dot com. And that's where you can find us right now. We're kind of in the early stages of, yeah, we're just trying to like spread awareness of the long-term and mental effects of TBIs and concussions. And we just want to kind of provide some preventative education on how to handle a head injury and just a safe space for people to go. So, so far we have our website, Instagram, and we're just trying to build up from there. Awesome. And so um, speaking about recovering from brain injury and about cognitive effects, um, one of the things that I personally am passionate about regarding brain injuries is that I believe that insurance will cover you to be alive, but insurance will not cover you enough to thrive and be an efficient adult and have your own job, make your own money, do what you want to be able to do. And that can prove really difficult because financially, if you look at the economics of it, um, insurance, the insurance covers you to be alive. And then the Mm -hmm. government has to cover you to keep living if you are not able to support yourself. And a lot of the recovery process to go beyond and actually heal and actually get problems. So you don't have to take pain meds and you don't have to always be seen by medical staff or you you can hold a job. To get to that level costs money and it's all, all private um, and it can be really challenging because it was challenging for me to pay for it, but I had, I could. Um, and so a lot of people feel really stuck that they can't. But what I would suggest about is that if you feel stuck, like maybe you can find some kind of grant program near you or that your injury associates you to that could help you out getting some of the continuous care like that. Yeah. No, I think that's huge. That's, that's what I did. I actually got a grant for cognitive effects from another nonprofit called High Five Foundation, and they financially support TBI and spinal cord injury victims to go get ongoing treatment that, like you said, is not really covered by health insurance. And that is like also a part of what led me to save a brain because I was just like, wow, like what High Five Foundation and Love Your Brain does for the TBI community is amazing. And I was just like, but like, we need more help. We need more help than just this. There's so like, 
millions of people out there, you know, like three million people sustain like TBIs a year. I think I read something like that. And I'm just like, if we could financially help people as well, I, you know, changing somebody's life like that would really mean a lot. Is that a goal for Save a Brain in the future? Yeah. So actually that's like in our mission statement. It's definitely like our long-term goal because obviously trying to find the funds to help get people there. But yeah, like right now uh, we're just focusing on spreading awareness of the long-term mental, physical effects of TBIs. And after that, our long-term goal is we want to connect individuals to treatment centers and financially support them so they have the opportunity to heal and treat their brain to continue living a fulfilled life. And yeah, that's definitely our long-term goal is just trying to help as many people as we can. I know personally from being a brain injury survivor, it's not a planned expectation event. You don't know what's going to happen to you and it's so unpredictable. So one morning, your life is just as it has been going and then something happens and it has long-term effects and it needs to be taken care of um, because there's there's so much. Like I believe what we were talking about, the nutrition that you use makes a difference and doing things like yoga. I like how you mentioned you offer at Save Our Brain yoga classes Yet a lot of people don't even know that that would be good for their brain injury recovery. Yeah, there's definitely just like, and especially, I mean, as you know, as well in the action sports industry, there's just not enough talk about it. And I'm just like, we only get one brain and we need to like learn the effects of what our careers are going to have on us. And I don't know, we're all about like, I'm not saying to like live in a bubble, you know, like go live your life and enjoy it, but like be safe about it. Like a lot of people don't wear helmets and they don't know what to do for a concussion or what to look for. And, you know, that could literally save someone's life if you knew what to look for. So I think that's just something that needs to be talked about a little bit more. I know that my little sister was on Team Park City and when I, I was on Team Park City when I moved out here nine years ago. Um, and at that time, a couple years later, so maybe like seven years ago, I had a concussion. And my suggestion was to take a few days off and, you know, maybe rest a little bit. Don't drink. <laughs> and that's kind of it. And so now um, my little sister had a concussion about five years ago and she had to go through training to go back to them and be able to start um, doing tricks again with the team yet a lot of people aren't on a team so they might not be told they have to do um, training but I'm just sharing like it's advancing so much like so quickly so that's really important and that's why save a brain Mm -hmm. can have such an impact because it is a time that we need more information about it. And helmets are cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm like, the weird stigma around helmets. And I mean, I'm guilty, you know, I've definitely been there. I've only worn my, like, wore my helmet to compete. 
And other than that, I just wouldn't wear it that much. But I'm just like, it is time that, you know, it's scary to talk about head injuries. And I feel like that's why a lot of people don't. But I'm like, let's start shaking things up a little because I'm like, we need to talk about this. People want to talk with you more and they feel like they need to talk to Kelsey. How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, um, honestly, just my my Instagram handle. So it's just at Kelsey Boyer. And I'm usually pretty good at responding to everything that every message I get. So just feel free to reach out for anything. I'm, I'm happy to talk. Amazing. And thank you so much for talking to me today. I hope you were happy to talk. I was. <laughs> I loved it. No, thank you for having me. And thank you for coming on the show.